Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nerdentity Crisis, episode 53. I'm your host, Ryan Bai. I'm joined today by my literal brother from another mother, Justin Pickavance. Howdy do. No beer crack? Um, so I have a like a tall boy that's almost gone, and then I have a vodka sprite here, so I figured I didn't need any more alcohol during this time. <laughs> that's fair. I totally understand. <laughs> and finally, I'm joined by Josh. Sorry I can't go to Gen Con with you. Huffman. Josh, how are you? Hello. I was doing better until you told me you couldn't go to Gen Con. Yeah. I know. There's one single tear of- running down my cheek right now. <laughs> I want to go so badly. So next year, I will be going with you guys next year. If you can't get vacation, you just got to burn that mother down, you know? Just quit my job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That (laughs) seems like the the wisest move. Look, I'm sorry, guys, but Gen Con comes first. So that seems a little... What you should do is just quit your job, but tell tell them that you're going to a competitor... And then when they try to counteroffer you, say no. And then you can go to go back like six months later, and they'll probably give you a raise. So just not have a job for six months? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, be a wook during the summer. Hey, Justin. Yeah. Never become a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> that was some terrible advice. Uh, that was terrible advice. I mean, you can find another part-time job just for a little bit. And then make more money when you come back. You just never leave that. whatever Airbnb we get. You know, you just yeah, you just try to like hide there for six months. Become a squatter, squatter, squatter rights. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that a thing? Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, everyone. This is Nerdentity Crisis, your weekly video game podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at NerdentityPod. Email us in your questions, nerdentitycrisis at gmail.com. Now, for those of you who listened last week, and we had a really popular episode last week. It was a lot of fun, and we got a lot of listener questions about it, which we'll get into. But uh, we did our one-year anniversary fantasy football draft, so I wanted to give it a little bit of time for everybody to listen to it. And uh, next week, we're going to put a poll up on Twitter so you can vote on who you think has the best team, uh, which is me. I mean, you guys can just all vote for me. I'm going to pop that on on Insta, too. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, what is our Instagram? Nerdentity Crisis. There you go. That's That sums it up perfectly. So that was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nerdentity Crisis. Uh, Twitter wouldn't let me do that. It was too long. So we're Nerdentity Pod on Twitter, which is kind of annoying. Meh. Yeah, right. Uh, also, June 1st. Well, really, after we record our next episode, we will have our Patreon live. Woo! That's pretty awesome right there, folks. We've uh, we've been working on it, so got some cool ideas. It's a pretty extensive process to start a Patreon, actually, so it's taking me a little more time than I thought. But we'll have it up and going, ready for the 1st of June. All right, everyone, let's jump into... We actually have, uh, we're not going to start with Jacob this week because we have uh, a listener wrote in per, uh, directly pertaining to last week's episode. Jesse writes in. Hi, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Jesse. Jesse says, Congrats on one year, dudes. Thanks, Jesse. I'm a dude. 
Your podcast is kick-ass, and you guys always make me laugh. Love the one-year anniversary extravaganza. Keep up the awesome podcast. Still pissed no one picked Bowser, though. What the fuck? Ugh, Bowser. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I, ba- Bowser made more sense once people pointed out that he could be, like, giant, you know? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, true. But, but most of the time, he's just getting, like thrown off the edge of like a platform <laughs> or he's being punched with his own like his own robots um yeah that's the, true. uh i would i would maybe even take baby bowser over bowser at least he's got like a robot <laughs> and can fly around in his spaceship thing right anything's better than super mario 64 bowser because all you had to do was just run behind him, grab his tail, and swing him around. That was too easy. That was too easy. Hitting, it was so easy, but it was still satisfying. Hitting yes, the mines, though, true. with him. That, yeah, that, that, was, got, that was tough. That got, now, it wasn't anything that, that Bowser was doing that made that tough. It just, yeah. I sucked at it, but, but it, you know, it was, it was, it was harder. Uh, satisfying well, for now, an eight-year-old. I'll say that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Now, I have a question to Jesse. If I change my tight end to Bowser, does that mean I get a vote? Because I need votes. I'm going to need votes because I'm not. Whoa, we can change our teams? <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> no. I'm not super confident with my team anymore. So I feel like Chun-Li is going to take me down. <laughs> so I feel like that was a bad pick. I think that this was a fun idea, though, because one, it changed it up. But also you get to hear what other people thought about the characters. Like yeah. I learned a lot about some that I knew nothing Right. Or at least didn't know they were that badass. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I had a good time doing it. So I'm glad people are enjoying it. For sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much for the, I guess that wasn't a question, but thank you for writing in, Jesse. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for uh, the statement. Up next. Yeah. Thank you for the statement. Uh, up next, we're going to start, I guess now we'll kick off Jacob as we usually start with. Jacob writes in. Hi, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. What up, Jacob? Jacob says, does peanut butter belong on burgers? Now, our foodie's not here this week. So, which one of you two would be the next closest thing to a foodie? Yeah, I'm probably not me. I'm the least picky person in the entire world, pretty much. All right, Josh, as our backup foodie, why don't you go first? What do you think? Yes, peanut butter absolutely does belong on a burger. Uh, there's There's a place uh, near me. Um, called the Irish Democrat, and they make a fuck yes, yes, so good. Uh, but they have a burger there that is bacon, peanut butter, and a fried egg. And uh, isn't it? What's it called? I have. I'm trying to remember. Not a single clue. Oh, fuck. Uh, I bet Leif would know. Damn it! It's super good. He though. ordered it every time we went there. Fuck. I can't remember. But uh. Okay, so you say yes, peanut butter does belong on burgers. That being said, peanut butter belongs on everything because peanut butter is the perfect substance. Mm, I don't know if I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, why don't you weigh in? What do you think? So it's the Aussie burger, and I oh, yes, yeah. it is. Thank yeah. you. I do enjoy peanut butter on Red Robin. Also has one. Um, I don't remember if theirs has an egg or not. I love peanut butter pretty much like Josh said, it could go on damn near anything. 
Uh, Justin, why don't you tell our listeners, I don't know if you're still doing it, but for an extensive period of time, you ate the same breakfast every morning. What was that breakfast? Uh, oatmeal and peanut butter. There you go. Yep, I've even every gone, morning. I've gone as I still do that, but I have. Really? Uh, I switched it up to um, peanut butter powder, and then that just mix it in. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Delish though. It is. It tastes like peanut butter, and it thickens it up. But and it's easier to huh. get in the oatmeal versus a big glob of just peanut butter. You got to somehow. Yeah, that's true. It's a long conversation about peanut butter. But yes, I think it it goes on burgers. (laughs) So uh, for my part, I don't know if our listeners have caught on to this yet, but I'm what you would call a picky eater, I think. I think that's fair. What? What? (laughs) So I do not think peanut butter belongs on burgers. I don't. I don't like it. I I don't think it's good. Uh, peanut butter belongs on toast and bagels and PB and J's, and that's pretty much exclusively the list. I don't know if anyone else has remembered, or if the Irish Democrat, the Irish D, brings back any memories. But we've talked about it, I would say, in a few episodes. And in yeah, everyone, oh, yeah. Ryan always gets fucking chicken tendies <laughs> every time. Every time they're like the littlest chicky tendies ever, but they're, but they're so good. So- Good. That's all you get. So yeah, he's picky. Yeah, That's a fact. So, <laughs> so going back to it, have have you had peanut butter on a burger before, or just the idea is bad to you? It's the it's the idea. Okay. I've never tried okay. it. Okay, well then, uh, that's meaningless. You know me. what? <laughs> you, you know what? I'm never going to either. <laughs> that's the way it is. Um, also, Jacob, I want to know if he what his thought is on this again people you need to tell us when you write in your questions yes. what do you we think? need to know we need to unless know. you don't want to um like persuade us but then you should still email it in after the episode just so we can know yes but I what i was gonna also, say is is it crunchy or smooth do you care creamy has to be creamy <laughs> and you know what i'm gonna take that a step further not only does it have to be creamy, it has to be Skippy. Fuck Jeff. <laughs> fuck Peter Pan. Fuck any other brand. It has to be Skippy creamy peanut butter. Otherwise, I won't eat it. I'm going to disagree with just about everything that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I go with the extra crunchy Jeff. Yeah. and I love extra crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And that's not to say that I don't enjoy creamy peanut butter. It's also great because peanut butter is perfect. It's just if I'm picking, if I'm buying, if I'm paying for one, it's got to go with the extra crunchy. My wife came home with store brand peanut butter once and I almost divorced her. It was real close. <laughs> it was real close. <laughs> so she's learned though. She's, she knows. She hates it, but she knows. Can you, yeah, can, you, can you imagine living with me, eating like this? Oh. I feel bad no, for No, I can't imagine it I, at all. Yeah, Justin, Justin <laughs> does remember. I just imagine y'all make two dinners every night. Whatever <laughs> she's eating and chicky tendies. Uh, every well, night. Lately we, lately, we kind of have been because she's been doing keto for like three months. So in a sense, we kind of do. Like we'll do, like for example, tonight we did chicken fajitas, which were delicious. It was the same mix and everything, but like I had mine in tortilla and she had hers in a cheese tortilla, like just a tortilla made out of cheese. So it Those was kind so of different. Good. 
Yeah, I tried one. They are really good, actually. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah, I like to do like reverse quesadillas with those. Oh, there you go. Or put those on the inside of a quesadilla. Oh, or a tortilla, like go. just line your tortilla with the cheese tortilla. Yeah. That's really good. That sounds pretty good. Not a bad idea. When I was doing keto, then I made chicky tendies, but I instead of breading on the outside, I like crushed uh, pork rinds. And oh, really? Made a breading out of that because those are zero or low carb, and uh, yeah, she eats pork rinds too. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Throw them in an air fryer, and you're you're good to go. Keto chicken uh, tendies, pork rinds. Pork rinds is another thing I've never tried and never will. Just wait. <laughs> I've tried some of Josh's. I can tolerate. I don't know. I don't. I think I would have a hard time eating a whole bag. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that 100%. <laughs> the first one is kind of good, and the aftertaste is a little weird. And then the second one, I just start to think more about the aftertaste. And by the third or fourth, I'm, I've had enough. <laughs> like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, all right. Well, what do you say we move on? Because believe it or not, this is a video game podcast, not a <laughs> peanut butter podcast. We have only got to the first question. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're moving on to the next one. But thank you very much, Jacob. We appreciate the question. Uh, up next, James James writes in. Hi, James. Hey, James. What up, James? James says, hello again. So this week, I was having a few beers in a random hick-ass town bar. I mean, this place was hick as shit. The goddamn police had a charge account at the bar. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But I saw the coolest thing pull up while I was there drinking. So the question is, what is one of the coolest things you have drank off of in or at? And Justin, you can't say a stripper unless she was a real lady at 580. Oh, that's a <laughs> you have to you have to be you have to be from around here to understand that. Um so he also included a picture when he said uh that he saw one of the coolest things pulls up. It is a lawnmower tractor thing. Yeah, tractor. Uh, like yeah, a we'll small, say a little tractor. Right. Uh, it could be a tractor. I don't know. Yeah. But it's got a picnic bench strapped to the front of it with some more wheels, and it's pulling a little cooler behind it. I don't think so strapped is like, fair to say. Like, it's yeah, pretty well it's done. Built a, it's built. A, it is pretty well done. It's kind of hard to explain. You know what? I'll use this image for the image when I post this on <laughs> My <laughs> favorite part is that it's also like carting a cooler on wheels. Like a little kitty cart. Uh, the whole thing yeah. looks like something you'd make on Legos or out of Legos. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, I will put that image up on Twitter. Uh so Justin, why don't you kick us off since he called you out? What is the coolest thing you've ever drinking off of, in, or at? I mean, I would say at Probably the top of the Bellagio in Vegas on a work trip, Ooh, and go. it was overlooking the fountains. It was pretty badass. Nice. Uh, off of a hose beer bong <laughs> <laughs> at a party. It went from the balcony to the down below. Jesus, okay. Um, and in a f- fuck, I don't know. No, no idea. I don't know. A festival, but it's not really Hummer. in it. But. Stretch Hummer? Um, I had a buddy that owned a limo company, and so we got to use his party bus for Chicago all the time. Oh, there you go. That was pretty awesome. 
Well, just is that we'll just go with that for your answer. Yeah, then. that sounds good. Uh, I would also like to point out. I'm going to go next because I don't have an answer because I'm not a big drinker. Like I will drink, but I've never like raged. So I would just like to point out. I know I've talked before about how my life and Justin's life are totally different. I don't have an answer, and he had an answer for all three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that should tell you all you need to know. Uh, I don't know. I guess mine. It's not like the coolest place or whatever. But James, James will know. Like I, on occasion, I miss like the old nights drinking at the Windrift every Thursday night, like going out uh, Thursday Thursdays, and then going to the truck stop afterward and. Eat. In eating just the worst food you've ever seen in your life, but it tasted so good. So that's my answer. I might have. Uh, was I with you when we got potentially, well, one of the girls we were with didn't pay her bill? I don't recall that. Okay. <laughs> don't incriminate yourself on this podcast. Oh, it, it got paid. I was oh, okay. sure if you were oh. with, because you know, yeah, it's. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of miss those nights every once in a while. It was a good time. So, uh, Josh, do you have an answer for this one? Uh, so I definitely lean closer to your party life than Justin's party life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not much of a rager either. Um, I would say my most interesting drinking story would be uh, I bought some beers while I was in Tokyo and uh, you can just drink on the street there, which is great. I don't think you're encouraged to do that, but you can, (laughs) there's no laws against it. Um, Right. And I get onto this subway and there is like a thousand people in the subway (laughs) and uh, they're wearing like very traditional uh, clothing and I'm very confused, very out of place. And as far as I'm aware, no one speaks English. And so I just follow them off of the subway. I'm like, okay, I'll figure out what they're doing. Turns out there was a festival there. Uh, and so then I just like, uh, <laughs> and you crushed it. I just, uh, you know, drank with them and the, you know, wandered around this festival and the, it was a, it was a fun day. Nice. I still can't believe you went to Japan alone. You crazy son of a bitch. (laughs) That is pretty nuts. I I don't have the balls to do it. I don't even like going out to eat alone. (laughs) There's no way I would travel across the world alone. (laughs) I figure, you know, like, I don't know. I travel quite a bit for work, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's like a work trip except for no one can understand me. Oh, that's awesome. Oh man. I love I feel like like Justin. Justin, do you have one person in your life where you look at them and go, Oh my god, that person drinks a lot? Do you have do you have anybody you can think of? Yeah. I feel like you have that one person. Meanwhile, the entire rest of the world is looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) At least I don't drink as much as Justin. (laughs) But Justin's got that one guy who's ahead of him. (laughs) Hey, I'm responsible Uh, when it counts. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Very good question, James. That was a good one. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, all right. What do you say we talk about some actual video games? How's that sound, guys? That sounds like a Maybe good idea. A good change of pace. Twenty-one now. minutes in, almost. So, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, let's do what are we playing now? And uh, Josh, why don't you kick us off? What have you been playing? Not a ton, to be <laughs> totally honest. Um, played a little bit of Genshin. I've kind of taken a break from it somewhat. Um, and played a little bit of Ghosts. And honestly, that has been it. I have not been gaming much this week. Doing Really? Interesting. Doing a lot of painting. Doing a lot of... Uh, uh reading and uh watching a lot of netflix <laughs> so there you go Not, nothing wrong with that <laughs> not bad um yeah speaking of netflix uh i got my wife into the marvel shows on netflix and she was like really adamant about how she wasn't gonna like them and she can't stop watching nice. right daredevil so, and yeah we uh we watched first season of daredevil we're in the middle of first season of Jessica Jones right now. We're kind of watching them in order of how they were released. So, yeah, she's loving them. We're binging some stuff. That's awesome. Uh, hell yeah. Justin, what have you been playing? Uh, I have worked a lot of both jobs this week, so I didn't get a ton of time to game. But I played some Valorant with um, coworker John. And then okay. Pops and Cam. And to How is that game? I've heard it's just a cheater's paradise. Um, I don't know. I haven't played it. Like I remember getting the code watching people on Twitch. Like if you watch certain streamers, you had a chance to get a code. Oh, and okay. so I got that like over a year ago and played it then and then I hadn't played it again since until this week and Pops downloaded it too, and so it was <clears throat> uh the four of us. And it took me till towards the end of the night to, I think the last two games I had the same character, just decided to stick with one and was starting to get some aim down and it was more fun, but I don't know. It's fun with friends. I would never play it alone. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a game you'd play alone really at all. It seems like it'd be terrible. So, but uh, other than that, I played ground branch a lot today. What is that again? That's the one that was like made by a Rainbow Six person originally, but it's kind of like a mixture between Insurgency and Siege. Oh, okay. First-person shooter, but super tactical. How are you liking that? Because um, the last time I, I saw you playing it, it was like the day that you got it and had not played a ton. Yeah, I love it. Um, a coworker at Black Sheep and his younger brother and two of their friends bought it. And then Pops bought it, and then my buddy Kane bought it. So my dad and Kane were playing. Uh, Roger has it as well. So I've had more people to play with, and we're just slowly going through all the levels to learn them before we go online. Nice. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Anything else, Justin? Uh, No, sir. What about you? So I have been playing a lot of MLB The Show still. Every time I think, like, Okay, I'm done with this game. A couple days go by, and I'm like, I get the itch, and I'm like, I got, I got to play some more of the show. You're so I basically, what's that? You're Jonesing. Yeah, I was Jonesing. So basically, I create. I'm doing the road to the show where you create a character and you start off in Double A, move up to Triple A, move up to the majors, and so 
I think I put I was like basically one season in double A, one in triple A. I played my first season of the Twins because, of course, I got drafted by the Twins. You can set it up so you can choose who you get drafted by. Uh, made it to the playoffs, lost in the first round in typical Minnesota fashion. So that's how all of our sports go. And now I'm starting my second season with the Twins. I'm having a blast playing this game, man. I don't know what it is, but there's something just so fucking addicting about it. Like, you just want to keep going, even though it's this, really the same thing over and over and over again. But I'm really loving it. Really loving it. Uh, and then the only other game I've been playing is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition that came out. I decided to start all over. Nice. Um yeah, with the updated graphics. So beat Mass Effect 1 already, and now I'm working my way through Mass Effect 2. Uh, Mass Effect 1 is a good game. Like, I really enjoy Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 2 is a fucking masterpiece. Like, Mass Effect 2 takes everything that was good about Mass Effect 1 and just dials it up to 11. And if anybody out there missed it, like the trilogy when it came out at first, way back in the day... I strongly recommend picking this up and playing your way through because it is so good. So good. Um, But yeah, I told myself when I started, because like, you know how your choices carry over from game to game. Um, I told myself I was going to do it all different this time. And I'm playing the exact same with one exception. <laughs> the only thing I changed in the first game, I don't know. <sighs> Can I spoil the first game a little? I mean, you always say no spoilers. Like, I know, but it's is it so ten years old. older? Is it over ten years? Yeah, it's over ten years. Then I would say yeah. Okay, I'm gonna spoil the first game a little bit. So there's a point where in the game where you have two of your squad mates, and basically one lives, one dies, and you kind of have to choose which one you want to save or whatever, right? So the first time I played through, uh, I saved Ashley. Because I was like, oh, it's a girl. I'll save the girl. So I saved Ashley. And now that I'm older and I'm playing this again, like the whole game, I'm like, Ashley's a fucking racist. (laughs) 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 Uh, She died this time around. (laughs) I let her die. Uh, And I saved Caden. So (laughs) I feel like that's a way better choice. Because, yeah, she's not a good person, man. She's really not. So... That's the only difference I've made, though. Otherwise, I've played the exact same the whole way through, which is fine. Every time I play yeah, strong- like a Fallout game, What's I that? do the same thing where I'm like, yep. I'm going to be evil this time. And then never yeah. happens ever. Nope. Can't never. do it. Can't do it. Nope. 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 Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's all I've been playing. Uh, up next, we have Pick of the Week. And I forgot it was my turn, and I don't have a pick of the week. Oh, it literally shit. says your turn. Um, I pick know. Of the week. <laughs> and you know what's even worse? I wrote it. You wrote it. It's your turn, and you forgot. I did. Oh, Josh, you got a pick of the week? Anybody got a pick of the week? Pick, pick of the week, or uh, would you rather? What, what are we doing here? Oh, sorry. Would you rather? That's what I meant. Uh, I don't know why. I wrote pick of the week, too. I screwed up all over the place. I don't. I can Google okay. one quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just skip it. We're going long anyways. I'll edit this whole thing out. Let's do that. Let's move on. Uh, let's jump into some news. Uh, 
So we have two weeks of news. So there was actually some stuff to talk about, which is kind of nice. We're, I feel like it's kind of the calm before the storm, like the calm before E3 is where we're at right now. And then shit's just going to hit the fan. So, uh, number one, according to an industry leader and a guy who seems really nice, but I hope isn't secretly an asshole, Jeff Keighley posted some interesting stats on Twitter. Apparently, only 26% of EA revenue came from premium game sales. The rest is from live service, DLC, mobile, and microtransactions. Also, Ubisoft is shifting away from three to four AAA titles a year and plans to launch a, quote, high-end free-to-play, quote, end quote, games. So, couple pieces in this. Uh, let's start with the EA thing. Uh, did those numbers surprise you guys? Really? So, we're talking like physical or digital copies of their games sold, only attributed to 26% of their sales. Uh, did that stun you, Josh? No, this did not shock me at all. Yeah. Just seeing like the rise of free to play, I'm air quoting, but you can't see me. Uh, but uh, free to play games where, you know, essentially whales pay for everybody else. Um, right. The amount, the fact that there's been scandals about like EA cosmetics and players uh, yep. shows there's a there's a lot of money in FIFA and, uh, and and some of their other kind of uh, freemium type games. So doesn't shock me at all. Definitely. How about you, Justin? Uh, I'm not surprised either, mainly because like you're one of the few people I still know. I have a couple of friends that buy games full price, brand new when they come out. But otherwise, most people I know just like to play these lower cost or free to play and you can buy a cosmetic if you want but it seems like it's a there's so many fucking games out there that it's hard to justify spending 60 bucks on a triple a when you could buy five games or make one game you really like easier at less of a cost definitely yeah, I don't. I'm. I don't want to say it surprised me because I feel like we've been heading in this direction for a while now. But it's kind of, I I like it and don't like it at the same time, which we'll kind of get into because I think these two kind of tie into each other, which is why I wrote it all under one thing. But uh, let's talk about Ubisoft first. So there it seems like getting away from the AAA titles. They're playing a lot high end free to play. Uh, what do you guys think about that? We'll start with you, Justin. Yeah, I was kind of talking about sort of the same, I guess, both of them together. None of this news is that shocking to me. And yeah, okay. I'm just kind of curious what they're going to do for the high end free to play. Cause are we just going to end up getting a whole bunch of slightly different cookie cutter games or are people going to actually create, you know, the concepts that would lead to new IPs or new triple A's, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, I just hope that the industry doesn't just quit being innovative and we sort of just get the same type of games. Don't you feel like we're kind of already there though, in a sense, a little bit, especially with these companies in particular, Ubisoft and EA, like Assassin's Creed is the same thing every year. Like, Watch Dogs is just a Assassin's Creed with guns. 
that comes out every year, right? Like, I feel like we're kind of already there. I, I don't know. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I I feel like it's it's a, a pro and a con. Um, I, I think when people think of AAA games, they frequently think of really, really good ones, the ones that they don't, you know, try to purge from their memory because they spent $60 on garbage. Right. Um, and so even if it's like free to play, but content locked, uh, which I'm not always a huge fan of, then they're essentially like 30 hour demos sometimes. Right. And yep. I think that does nothing but support, you know, by wanting to play them because I, if I get them for free, play them for a couple hours and I'm like, you know, this is not for me. Yeah. Then, uh, then I haven't, I haven't lost anything other than my time, uh, which is pretty right. much worthless already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if I bought, um, if I bought a triple a game and it runs like crap or it's just Assassin's Creed with a different skin, um, I'm going to be really disappointed that I just dropped 60 bucks on something. Um, yeah. And with the announcement that their games are starting to come out at like 70 or more dollars uh, right. for AAA games, then I, I'm already not super willing to buy a game on release. I'm definitely not pre-ordering a game ever again. Um, yeah. So I think this is nothing but, uh, but good as long as you're not someone who, you know, pre-orders and buys on release games constantly. That's it's kind of a right. down downside for that type of gamer. Definitely. Yeah, I think I I agree. It's this is both good and bad in my opinion. I think on the bad side of it, like I think I brought this up when I texted you guys this, but we're never seeing another Splinter Cell game. Like, that's never happening anymore. It's over. So everybody who was hoping, myself included, I was hoping for another Splinter Cell game. Or, uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's over. It's not going to happen. Um, and then, like, it makes me worried about some of their subsidiaries. Like, what does this mean for Bioware, right? Because we finally got a little teaser at the Game Awards for Mass Effect, and they're going back to the good mass effect right it looks like it's a sequel direct sequel to the original trilogy is that still going to be a thing like are they still going to release that stuff um that's what worries me a little bit because i don't know how you make those games free to play other than being really annoying with it so and i don't want that but on the other side i think this is a good thing because ubisoft and ea triple a title games suck like other than, I don't know, like name the last, name the last really good EA or Ubisoft AAA game you've played that doesn't involve the words Far Cry. Yeah, I was scrolling through them while you were talking, and yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. Like the only one that popped into my head was Far Cry. That's the only series of theirs I just really love. In the last maybe ten years that I've like really enjoyed. So, but I think that there's still a market for these kind of games. And I hope that now 
I think this is going to create a vacuum, and that vacuum is going to be filled by companies that are going to do it better than these com- companies ever did, because they they weren't good at it. Like they just weren't. And I mean, Assassin's Creed games have been bland for a while. I couldn't even get excited about Valhalla, even though I love Viking lore and that kind of stuff. Watch Dogs was a train wreck. I couldn't even fucking save my progress when it first came out. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, this makes me excited and nervous at the same time, but we'll just kind of have to wait and see. I appreciate the optimistic side you have, though. Yeah. I mean, I think in the long run, it's going to be good for games because we're going to get studios that are going to create games like this that are going to be way better than what these guys could have done. So well, you look at all the top talent leaving places like Blizzard and stuff. Yeah. Where are they going to go and what's going to come from them? Right. I'm sure a lot of them are just stale from doing the same shit all the time. Probably. I feel like we're going to get a lot of new studios popping up out of nowhere. I think that's going to happen in the coming years. So Kickstarter and all that shit probably makes that easier too. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I've definitely backed games by developers that previously worked for large corporations uh, who kind of spun off their own to be like, okay, they won't let me make my game. Uh, that I want to make the sequel of this, so I'm going to call it something de- different. But it absolutely is a sequel to that. Yeah, <laughs> but but fuck them. Yep. So yeah, like for example, Euden uh, Chronicle. Have you heard of that, Josh? Sounds familiar, but I'm going to say no. So the guys who it's the basically the whole creative team that did the Sukiden series. Uh, but they left their company, started their own company, and they're making like a. I backed them on Kickstarter, and that game looks incredible. So, um, yeah, I think Kickstarter is the way to go. Justin, that's a really good point. So, if well, it's a good way to go as long as you're trusted. Yeah, company. Right. There are plenty that never come through with their idea. Right. Be wary on Kickstarter and other crowdfunding sources. Crowd. Yeah. It's definitely gambling to a certain extent. You know, don't spend any money you're not willing to lose. I've definitely thrown some money into the Kickstarter void to never see it again. Um, yeah. So pr- pros and cons, but yeah. I also I also had Duke Nukem pre-ordered for like 13 years. So <laughs> um, you know, sometimes you're burned if you do or if you don't. <laughs> That's not even getting burned. That was just a bad choice. <laughs> well, the nice thing was. is once I handed the money away, it didn't feel like mine. So, you know, <laughs> eventually I'd get a game. Turns out the game was garbage. Uh, right. <laughs> Go. I just kickstarted uh, Pops's birthday gift for June. Oh, did you? Yeah, and it was nice because they, uh, they had a goal of 7300 And they're they have eight days to go, and they're at 40 k already. So... They're way above their goal, and they can make stuff right now, but they were going to use the money to get, like, CNC machines and stuff. So right now they're just making them manually, but they still said they'd all be out by June. So Nice. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I love when you see, like, the trusted ones just fucking blow their goal out of the water. You know what I mean? Like, uh... Uh, the Eden Chronicles that I did, their goal was 53 million yen. I don't know what that translates to in US dollars, but they raised 481 million. So 
It's like four four hundred thousand, you know, something like that. Is that all? So well, move, move, move. <laughs> I, it's like it's something like move two digits, you know, to the left and. Oh, is it? Yeah, something like okay. that. Okay. So yeah, pretty cool. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on, number two, Deep Silver announced it is reviving the much loved Time Splitter series. While development is in very early stages and we are years away from playing, it's good to know that one day we will be able to relive the experience with updated graphics. Now, I'm not sure about Josh, but Justin, Leif, and I have quite a bit of experience with some time splitters. So, Justin, how do you feel about this? Yeah, this is fucking awesome. And I had to go through all of my Trello. I do new, like, uh, cards or whatever for each episode to help me remember yeah. what to talk about. And I had to look in all my archives to see if I we talked about time splitters or if I put that down for something because... I've been thinking about time splitters a lot lately, and this is exciting news. And it looks like a lot of the original teams coming back for it. So, yeah, it's pretty fucking yeah. dope. I think it'll be really cool, man. I mean, time splitters was PS2 era, right? Yeah, I think it was the year before I graduated high school. Yeah, yeah, it was the last one. Definitely, uh, Josh. Did you play? I did not. I did not. Um, I heard really good things about it, but I didn't really know anyone who owned it. Um, so I was kind of uh, kind of excited when I saw uh, that the uh, that the brand had essentially been sold um, to Deep Silver because didn't really yep. see like THQ or whatever was uh, planning on doing anything with it, but. Um, Right. So it's kind of interesting that they, uh, they're they actually going to pull the trigger with that. Time Splitters had the best uh, versus bots game. It did. That I think I've ever played. And that's pretty much primarily what we played. It was just against bots. Yeah, I mean, multiplayer wasn't really around, so we would have had to... Yeah, right, right. That was kind of your option. Yeah. Um, but yeah, crazy good game. Like, just going through, like, the different eras and shit, that was a lot of fun. Uh... I don't know, they had really cool weapons. I just, I loved the shit out of this game. It was like an updated version of GoldenEye, kind of, was what it, or like Perfect Dark. I think some of the work people that worked on both of those also worked on that. Times Did they really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this would be cool. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, like, like I said, we're years away from ever playing this thing, but at least we know it is coming. It is definitely coming. Uh, which is cool. And knowing Deep Silver, it'll probably be five years because we've been waiting for Dead Island 2 for quite some time. But I want Dying Light so bad. Yeah, you're, you're getting closer. I know. Getting closer. I know. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, number three. NeoWiz Games and Round 8 Studios have announced a new game called Lies of P where you play as Pinocchio. Definitely not the Disney version. The game appears to have a very dark setting similar to a Souls game. The developer also says that lying will be an integral part of the gameplay. Uh, do you guys have a chance to watch the trailer for this? Yeah, it's yes. creepy. Dude. <laughs> uh, I'm jacked for this. I want to see gameplay. Obviously, we don't have any gameplay yet, but I love the setting. I love the idea. And I'm interested to see how they integrate lying into it. Like if it's kind of like choice based or something like that. But uh, Josh, what do you think? 
this looks so dope. Uh, I want right. to play this so badly. Uh, <laughs> all of like the uh, the original like po- Pinocchio stories are super dark. Um, right. Super. I mean, they were they were meant to just terrify kids. Um, so seeing that you know kind of play out is going to be going to be really awesome. Yeah. No. No gameplay. Um, yep. But uh, the because it it seems like um pinocchio is kind of like an automaton or like he has robot parts and it sounds like uh from what i was reading it sounds like you can replace parts of his body with wet different weapons um like replace his arms with like different things okay and so he doesn't um, hold a sword, he is a sword? <laughs> yeah, essentially he has like a sword arm or something. Um, obviously none of that existed in the in the trailer, and um, so that could all be speculation, but uh, it sounds super cool. It does, dude. And just, I mean, I, I definitely got Souls vibes. I'm sure you guys did too, but... Yeah, Bloodborne for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. And normally, like, I don't like those kind of games, typically. Like, I loved Sekiro or Sekiro, however the fuck you say it. And I hope it's kind of more that, where it's a little bit faster paced and that kind of thing. Um, one of the but, comments I saw on the... I don't remember where. Might have been on the one that you had used. But uh, the top comment said, plot twist, your pee-pee grows instead of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh god. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I would definitely want to see gameplay. But uh Why did they pick that for a got... name? What? Why did they pick Liza P for the name? Yeah, I don't the know. name is, is not great. It's not a good right? name. <laughs> it's not a good name. <laughs> I don't know what what my opinion matters, but yeah. if you're listening, Neo is in round 8. It's not too late to switch that up. Maybe Disney owns the trademark for Pinocchio, the character name. That could be. Then they could just do Lies of the Doll or... Just Lies. Uh, lies would be better than Lies of P. Yeah. It reminds me of Life of Pi, and it's weird. It's Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Fuck, now that's all I'm going to think about. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> all right. That's all I had to say. I'm done. Yeah. Also, one big complaint. No, I didn't uh, didn't see Jiminy Cricket at all. Wasn't even in there. So He probably is a 20-foot version of himself that comes out laser. Yeah, right. Or he's going to be like fucking uh, Navi from Ocarina of Time, where he's just like on his shoulder going, hey. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey. Yeah. That seems like the kind of <laughs> game that an annoying character would be killed on purpose. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. But yeah, I want to see more. I want to see gameplay, but uh, pretty excited. Pretty uh, pretty big on the hype on that one. So, uh, moving on, number four. Uh, sorry, PlayStation fans. It appears that Bethesda's upcoming game Starfield will indeed be an Xbox exclusive. Venture Beats Jeff Grubb posted on Twitter: "Quote Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC. Period. This is me confirming that." End quote. Grubb is known for his insanely accurate takes on all things Xbox. Uh, and we have listener questions. Tim writes in. Hi, Tim. Hey, Tim. What up, Tim? He says, hey, guys. With Starfield now being an Xbox exclusive, do you think their future games will follow? 
I noticed that Microsoft and Bethesda are doing a joint conference at E3 this year. Thanks and keep up the great work. Uh, short answer, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think that's the right move. But uh, Josh, what do you got? Um, so part of me wants to say that they would be missing out on a lot of money. Because um, if, you, if you think about just how much money skyrim made across all of the different consoles that it re-released on like 30 times um then it, it has to be it has to be a lot of money but yeah all of those decisions were made prior to being owned by microsoft so if if we're saying you know what's smart for bethesda i would say releasing on all platforms would be the smart thing if we're talking about what's good for Xbox, what's good for Microsoft, absolutely being Xbox and PC exclusive is a much, much smarter choice. Um, I could definitely see this being exclusive for a time and then later releasing on other consoles. Um, but... uh uh, yeah, it, it it doesn't really make sense for Microsoft to uh to really market itself as uh you know making uh PlayStation games. Definitely, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a smart move. I really do because they need to. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, they're definitely going to miss out on some money not releasing on PlayStation. That's for damn sure. But this is how you're going to get Xbox to start selling more than PlayStation is by having better games, which is why PlayStation is so popular, so much more popular than Xbox right now, because they have better games. That's just the way it is. But this is uh, this is how they're going to change it. So, Justin, what are your thoughts? PC is king. <laughs> I fucking I should have known. <laughs> I should have I known. That's all you were going to say. The consoles can have their little battle. I'm going to sit over here on my four screens and watch the battles while gaming on all both sides. doesn't matter. You disgust me, but that's fine. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yes, Tim, to answer your question, I think the next time you hear about a fallout game, it's going to Xbox only and PC. The next time you hear, uh, Wolfenstein, Xbox PC. The next time you hear Elder Scrolls, Xbox PC. I definitely think that's the that's the trend you're going to get. So, uh, Moving on, number five. Game Pass may have a new competitor, and no, it isn't Sony. Netflix is apparently expanding into the world of video games. According to website The Information, which I've never heard of, and a, quote, source familiar with the situation... The company is looking to fill a video game executive role and has reached out to many people in the industry. The games Netflix produces are said to be, quote, ad-free and will operate similarly to Apple's online subscription offering, Apple Arcade. So Google tried to get into the video game world, failed miserably. Amazon is still trying to get into the video game world, not doing the strongest. Uh, what do you think of Netflix trying to jump in, Justin? I mean, I guess I'm sort of indifferent. I would not subscribe to that service. Also, like, are they just going to make 
Angry Bird type games? Like, what are we expecting out of this? That's kind of what it sounds it's like. Just going to be now. like phone games? Like, that's. It seems like a waste of money and resources. Like, they should buy more studios or people to do more original content for what they're good at, not right. get into video games. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Josh, what do you think? So, if this turns out to be like a a true game pass competitor i think it could be incredibly successful um but there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs at the moment um if they attempt to go the cloud gaming aspect like uh you know google is gone and uh, we we don't really see those being wildly successful right now if they go the apple route and it's a lot of, I don't know, like games you could play on your iPad. I don't see that being wildly successful either. Um, so they they either need to go the route, like you said, where they're actually making their own original games and they can sell themselves that way, or they need to be a true Game Pass competitor and have third-party games uh, that are actually right. worth worth paying for yeah a lot of the streaming people do they're either using like a phone or a controller or something anyway so it'd probably be easy to control it in their defense right yeah i think at this point if you want to get into the video game market be prepared to throw an insane amount of money at it because google which is one of the richest companies in the entire world couldn't even make a dent like they couldn't even make a dent. And I think there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I don't think they did it the right way by any means. Google is the um the the king of half assing a product and then cutting it yeah. when it isn't immediately successful. Uh so they right. they may not be the, the best examples, but that's true. Or creating a new program to replace another one and that doesn't even do as good of a job. Yeah. AKA Google Play Music, now YouTube music. That was the biggest still is. No, did you hear? She's getting mad at me for talking about her. <laughs> Who is Google? Oh, <laughs> she thought I was talking to her. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, we uh, I don't know. Like, they didn't even let their quote unquote first party studios finish a game before they could shut it down. So, I mean, Netflix. If Netflix wants to get into the video game world. I mean, the more the merrier, I guess, but you better do it right. Like you better you better buy some well known studios that are out there right now. You better create new studios, get them time to develop a game. But uh I don't know. I don't I think it's almost impossible at this point for anybody new to get into the video game world. I really do. So we'll see what happens. We will see. Uh, finally, last one, number six, THQ Nordic, Nordic's parent company, Embracer, reportedly, reportedly, God, I can't fucking speak, held merger and acquisition talks with over 150 different companies during the last quarter. It's basically a running joke at this point that the company is constantly buying up everything it can and currently has 68 studios under its umbrella. Most notable acquisitions include Gearbox, known for Borderlands, 
Coke Media, known for Saints Row and Dead Island, and 4A Games, known for the Metro series. So when I was first reading this, I was expecting I would have been flabbergasted if it was 150 in the last year, but we're talking the last three months. <laughs> that's a they, lot. Uh, that's a lot, dude. <laughs> 150 companies <laughs> trying to acquire or merge with 150 different companies in the last quarter. Uh, I don't know. Josh, how do you feel about this? I guess I, it's, it's kind of quantity over quality a little bit maybe but how do you feel about this yeah so i did a little bit of research by looking up every franchise that thq nordic has purchased um the list i found had a uh, 207 franchises listed <laughs> uh which God. is a, a lot um uh, but the majority <laughs> yeah. of them i'm scrolling through and i'm like never heard of this never heard of that never heard of this uh because it, you know, it seems as if they buy a company that has 15, 15 franchises, but only one of them has a game, you know, like actually that people enjoy. Um, so I'm kind of curious with this if it's buying companies who are struggling but have had success with a game in the past, where they just, you know. Sure, they they have that many talks, but that talks pretty much consist of just like a reply to all. Hey, we want to buy your shit. Um, you know, let us know. <laughs> you know, uh, not so much uh major market deals and more of a you know sending out feelers for hey, we want to take over your struggling game company. Um, right, because a lot of these, I, I, I don't. I don't see them doing a whole lot of things with because I've never heard of a lot of these, but yeah, um, but you never know because they also like you know we talked about Time Splitters earlier. Time Splitters previously was owned by Crytek, and um, they bought THQ bought Crytek and got Time Splitters with that, and then they sold Time Splitters to Deep Silver, so. Right. Some of these could be legitimate buyouts of, hey, we want your franchise. And some of them might be, hey, you're not doing shit with your current franchises and we want to sell those. Um, So it could be a little bit of both. Definitely. Uh, Just one by you. I agree with what Josh said. It's crazy that they have eight operative groups. And then, like you said, 68 internal studios with a total of 7,000 employees in 45 different countries. <laughs> Fucking insane. nuts. And they're about to, well, almost double. Obviously, they, well, I don't know. Does that mean that a lot of these companies will then lose all of their employees? I don't know. Are they going to keep? I don't know. Yeah, this is crazy, though. Yeah, I mean, they've, for years, they've been buying up everything, everything. And I mean, like, I'm sure they have a lot of indie titles that come out. Like Josh said, I looked at the list. There's a lot of games I've never even knew existed, and most people probably don't know exist. But they got some heavy hitters in there. You know what I mean? Like, they released, uh, what, a couple years ago now, 
that Kingdom Come Deliverance game, which was kind of a sleeper. That was a really good game. I've heard that that's really good. Yeah, I really liked it. So they got some sleepers that are coming up. Obviously, they're buying these existing franchises. Borderlands is going to be huge for forever. I think a Saints Row revival would be really big. Dead Island, if we ever get it. Uh, The Metro series is incredible and just keeps getting better. So, I mean, they got... (laughs) <laughs> they have some cool stuff going on, but I just I'd, like, where's all their capital coming from to approach 150 companies? That's what I'm curious Holy about. Shit. I was just looking at their, some of their financials and they're growing. Oh, I'm sure they are. Oh yeah, they definitely are. But that's crazy. THQ Nordic, if I remember right, was almost bankrupt at one point, if I recall. So or even disappeared for a while. I don't know. It's I hard to say because there was THQ and there was Nordic Games before oh, okay. they merged and became THQ Nordic. So it's possible that gotcha. like THQ maybe was almost bankrupt, or maybe Nordic was, and then right. that's how the merger happened or something. Um, yeah, because THQ yeah, Nordic is not super old. THQ Nordic as a company was founded in 2011. Yeah. Right. Um, THQ's been around for forever. Yeah, though. yeah, for yeah. sure. What are you gonna say, Justin? Um. Oh, it's like this Embracer Group is who bought them. It's yeah. The, yep. Or whatever, but yeah, their fucking stats are nuts. The yeah. the owner of it, uh, when he was thirteen years old, founded a comic company that sold secondhand comic books. At 13. That's nuts. Uber genius. Good for you, guy. Or Good for Uber you. salesman. Right. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, all right, guys. That wraps up the news. Let's do some listener questions. First up, Corn on the Cob writes in. Hey. Hi, Corn. Hey, Corn. What up, Corn? He says, congrats on the anniversary. No exclamation point, nothing. I feel like you don't even mean that, Corn. I feel like that was very lackluster, but I guess thanks for the thought. Congrats, guys. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, Korn's got another game of Jeopardy. This time the answer is flow from the progressive commercials. Uh, Josh, what is the question where the answer is flow from the progressive commercials? Which spokesperson is most likely a secret su- serial killer? <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> oh my god, flow. Jesus. That's good. I don't uh, really have a good one. No? You don't do you have anything? Um No. Not really. No. <laughs> uh mine is <laughs> mine is a joke. This isn't true, but mine's a joke. Who am I weirdly attracted to and I don't know why? (laughs) (laughs) You can't preface it. Oh, yeah, I should have just gone for it. I'll I'll edit that out. We're fine. Well, just uh, because it's a Jeopardy question, so it would be true for everyone, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. What's up, Josh? I was going to say that uh, I don't know why I know this, but there is totally like, uh, you know, there's like weird porns where they try to imitate like you know a different movie or something uh there's there is one for flow at progressive yes 
Of course. Is there, there is. a rule thirty four with flow? I'm sure. I'm, there ha- I mean, there has to be with that movie. <laughs> do not Google this, people. Do yeah. not do yeah. it, especially not on a work computer. You have it warm. <laughs> then again, if you do it on a work oh, a work computer, you're just asking for it. I won't feel that bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Well, thank you very much, Corn. And I say that with as little enthusiasm as I can because you didn't do a very good job congratulating us. So it's what you get. It's what you get. Uh, up next, Christian writes in. Hi, Christian. What up, Christian? What up? Got the glow sticks. <laughs> Christian was our only listener question last week. So there, there you go, Christian. Uh, he says, hey, gents. Loved the one-year anniversary episode. I don't know the first thing about football, but I think Adam has the best team so far. You're wrong. Well, that's because you just admitted you don't know anything, Christian, so that's <laughs> fine. Um, he says, uh, how did you not include Jack and Daxter, though? Banjo-Kazooie gets love, but nothing for Jack and Daxter? You know, that crossed my mind, Christian. I couldn't figure out where to place them, so I ended up not using them. Like, I feel, can you guys think of an area where they would have fit? Like, that made sense? I was kind of also trying to think of this uh, after reading this question. And not really. I can't really think of a position where they would make a ton of sense. Right. Plus, I mean, Banjo-Kazooie is just better. That's true. That's very (laughs) true. I agree. I mean, Jack. And, don't get me wrong. I liked the Jack and Daxter games. They were good. I enjoyed them. I only played but, Jack uh, Two. Oh, really? Yeah, I never played the first one. Was that like the futuristic one where you could fly around in cars? Yeah, you could like ride hover bikes okay. and stuff. That's right. That's right. So, um, but yeah, I just couldn't figure out where to place them. Uh, Justin, would you have thought of drafting Jack and Daxter? I've never played a Jack and Daxter game in my entire life. So okay, so there you go. No, there's the answer. No, I wouldn't. Have. <laughs> there's the answer. Uh, do you guys agree that Adam has the best team? Obviously not. Uh, he's yeah. got a, a strong team, and yeah. I will uh, be very happy when I beat him in the semifinals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but uh, Christian, you you admitted in your question that you don't know anything about it, and then you said Adam has the best team, but you're wrong, so that's fine. Also, just to let you in on a little secret, um, Ryan had to uh, list what all of the positions did um, in the sheet, because I don't know anything about football either. Obviously, <laughs> like running true. back makes a lot of sense. Tight end, yeah. I was way off. Uh, <laughs> Oh God! I'm glad I could help. Glad I could help. All right. Uh, up next, Chris, or Caleb writes in. Hi, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. What up, Caleb? So, Caleb says, "Would you rather have a box that can transfer any item to any other box, like in Resident Evil, or have random health packs on the ground that can heal you from any injury when you walk over them?" First of all, I didn't have a would you rather earlier. Caleb saves the day. He's got a would you rather. So, uh, I don't know. Justin, why don't you go first? Do you got a preference here? Sorry, I was chewing on ice and I didn't want to do that uh, to you all. Thank you. Uh, question on this one is, 
are the boxes just like where? How frequently do you get the box? So, so in Resident Evil, when you ever go into like a save room, I know, but what does that storage relate box? to in real life? I have no idea. Like, I can can't. I take the box with me? Can I put the box in my car? Uh, if it's Resident Evil style, no, you cannot. Yeah, see, I just don't know enough about the box one to make a decision there, so I would pick health packs. Uh, you know what? When I first thought of this, <laughs> you came to mind from that time that you put that child in the coma when you hit him with your bike. Wow. <laughs> you scraped yourself up really bad. I was like, oh, if he had a health pack on the ground... That would have been perfect in that situation. So I can see why you would go that route, Justin. I literally um, had to start uh, packing like a first aid kit because I would hang out with Justin so much that people <laughs> would like, I like, I mean, some, I think he wrecked a, the one wheel at your wedding reception and I had, I yeah, had I I bandages and alcohol swabs and stuff. Uh <laughs> So like literally, I pack like a first aid kit specifically when hanging out with Justin. So uh. I have the best friends. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I deserve them, but I do have them. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, awesome. Oh shit, uh, Josh. What's your answer to Caleb's question? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. Uh, I feel like the box, I think, would be better. Um, yeah. And I think the, the the big point here is the use of the word random health packs. Right. If I just, like, had health packs that, like, you know, like an infinite supply of health packs, totally picking that. I hurt myself constantly on accident uh and uh that would be great but random you know i could go weeks without finding one but if if it's uh like a resident evil storage box then i just imagine anywhere that there's like a large a large box i could get my stuff out of and so sure that limits my options but i'm like oh i uh i forgot something let me just swing by walmart really quick and look at the boxes they've got open a tote boom there's all my shit um there that's go. the way i picked that too because that's awesome <laughs> i don't know many rooms with typewriters anymore God, that's i feel like the uh, the chance of finding a typewriter room is so so slim nowadays pretty small that's true if I it has imagine. to have a typewriter in the same room i think that pretty much excludes Everywhere except for antique stores, which really <laughs> right. limits it. Uh, I don't know, do most big cities have those? True, but they're never. I mean, they're always like closed on weekends and shit. I don't know how. Yeah, they they're make closed money. when we're left, we're around. Yeah. Plus, I don't leave my because they sell to old people, and old people are retired. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, I I think I'm going. See, because you're right. The word random throws me off because I'm like, that would be helpful at work because I'm a baker and there's not a week that goes by that I'll burn myself in some fashion. Mm. I mean, it happens all the time and that would come in helpful. But if there's not one anywhere near me, then fuck it. So I think I'm going with the Resident Evil box too. And you can't pick them up, right? No, you just got to walk over them and you heal. If it was the Resident Evil. Trying to hustle you for them. Yeah. 
Yep. If there it was if it was the Resident Evil like herbs that I could uh you know, like uh store to use later, that that would be better, yeah. I think. Right. I agree. I agree. So yeah, there's your answer, Caleb. Thank you very much for the question. That's that's worth storing. We're sticking to it. You could pick the box and then just put a doctor in the box. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not sure it works quite like that. Depends on how big the box is, really. Uh, yeah, that's true. We would put we would or like, put a bunch of like peanut butter or, in there so he wouldn't starve. <laughs> you put the doctor in the box, and then you go to a different box and open it up, and it's just a bloody mess. It's <laughs> <laughs> got ripped to shreds. Oh shit! That's a dark way yeah. of looking at it. <laughs> you didn't think about that. How do we know that's whatever? Uh, We've come too far. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, finally, one more. Adam, probably not. Our Adam writes in. Hi, Adam. What up, Adam? Hey, Adam. Adam just says, Canada yet? Adam, you've been asking every week, almost. It's It's been a little while since you have, I guess. But you've been asking a lot of weeks if we have a Canadian listener yet. And guess what, Adam? We now officially have our first Canadian listener. <laughs> Dude, dude, it's probably Adam. I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's why know. I asked again. It's like, right. <laughs> I don't know the uh, Canadian national anthem by heart, so I'm not going to sing it. Oh, Canada. But, uh, yeah, something, something, something. So that's how it goes. Uh, but yes, we do. Uh, they listened to episode 25, which is our most popular episode by a huge margin. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it has the word TikTok in the title, maybe. But uh, episode 25 is by far our most downloaded episode from around the world. But we picked up a listener from uh, Kamloops, British Columbia, up in Canada there. So that's where our listener's from, Kamloops. That sounds like a fake place. It kind of does, doesn't it? It isn't. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I Googled it, and it is real. It is a real place. So uh, I don't think that person even knows that we're talking about them right now because they listened to episode 25, and that's the only episode they've listened to. Maybe you should put TikTok in this title as well. Yeah, just every title is going to have the word TikTok well, just, in let's it see. from now let's on. Let's see if that also is. See if it does Fantasy it. football and TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You should, you uh, should do so- that, actually. Just to test it, yeah. Just make, or at least one episode. We should just do a complete keyword title. Okay, I'll do it. We'll give it a test. We'll give it a test. Uh, all right. So that wraps up listener questions. We are now, yeah, dude. This episode, sorry, I'm all over the place. But this episode, we have listeners. Just this one episode from. More people outside of the U.S. than inside of the U.S. And we have Brazil, the U.K., France, Switzerland, Netherlands, Mexico, Canada, whoop, whoop, Chile, Germany, Belgium, Turkey, Taiwan, and Peru. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Nice. But could be some. Thanks VPN, for listening. But yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that could be. Thank you for listening to that one episode, everybody. So, uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Pick of the week. 
Justin, I right, kick us off. What is your pick of the week? Um, I don't think I've talked about this one. Did I talk about his dark legacy or his dark materials yet? Nope. On HBO. Uh-uh. It's based on the same books. Um, the Golden Compass had Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman. But anyways, this is a remake done by uh, someone else. And it's a series instead of just a single movie. And it's okay. super good. Like once you meet the witches, you're like, I like, get intrigued. And then when you see how powerful they are, you're like, damn. <laughs> These bitches are bad. Damn. It gets, uh, I think there's only going to be one more season. But it's a pretty fucking cool. And I don't know, you would like it because it's sort of a, I would say, a story against religion. Or at least the church. Okay. Um. You just made me sound like a Satanist, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, Ryan and I are just not religious. Yeah, we're just not. We don't support Satan, but we are also not religious. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I'll check out that show. <laughs> he is not Jesus a Christ. Satanist. I have... <laughs> I have seen no satanic materials around him. Oh um, my god! <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna move on. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, uh, Josh, let's go to you. Uh, so uh, I want you all to read the Broken Earth trilogy by N.K. Jemison. Uh. By who? What was the N-K, name? N.K., the letter N, November, okay. Kilo, Jemison, J-E-M-I-S-I-N. Uh, it starts with the book The Fifth Season. Um, it's a fantasy, um, kind of post-apocalyptic book um, or, or series. Essentially, there's one you know, giant continent that these people live on um and randomly throughout history there's a a phenomenon called a fifth season and the fifth season can change uh uh, but essentially it's an apocalyptic uh weather event that might be uh volcanoes it might be snowstorms that you know you get winters down to negative 100 um and there are people who can control the earth to a certain extent um who are uh, treated as um um kind of kind of the the the, the bad people uh, cuz you know if you can control the earth and every once in a while the earth dies then uh you you're not you're not tend to like too much um but it's incredibly good all three books won the Hugo Award for Best Novel back to back wow. to back. So the entire trilogy Damn. all won. It was like 2016, 2017, and 2018. So Holy shit. Okay. Really, 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 really good. Probably my favorite fantasy series of all time. Um, really? Okay. Realized I had not talked about it. So Yeah, she's got nice. some other... Nebula, Locus, and Goodreads Choice Awards. 
amazing author. Uh, everything everything that I've read uh, has been really, really, really good. But uh, these were the first three um, that I'd ever read by by her. Also, are you aware she's a Twitch streamer too, which is awesome. I did not know that. <laughs> yep. Huh. She's playing. She's playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition on Twitch. That's awesome. Right, is. Uh, no. Yeah. She played five hours ago, though. So she played today. That's that's awesome. That's interesting. Very cool. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm gonna have to check yeah, that I'll out. Put that on my wish list. So, uh, kind of eerily, uh, ours are very similar. Josh, uh, mine is a YouTuber. His name is Daniel Green. His last name is spelled G-R-E-E-N-E. But he his whole channel is basically dedicated to fantasy books. Um, and I get a lot of my book ideas from him of stuff I want to read or whatever. And the fifth season is one that he recommended. Nice. So, um, yeah, he's got a whole bunch on there that he's he talks about in depth. He does like tier lists and stuff like that too um he does book reviews he talks about upcoming things uh but he's outstanding like he does a really good job and you can tell like he's into this man like he he's definitely read all these books he's definitely he knows a lot about them he's reviewed a lot of sanderson's books which i really like uh but yeah highly recommend if you want something for uh just to get some book ideas or whatever. He does a lot of one piece stuff too, or like anime stuff, which is really cool. But yeah, he seems like a dude you'd want to be friends with too, which is pretty awesome. Nice. But, uh, save this. yeah. So he, yeah, but I did, uh, he did his best series of the last decade and the fifth season was in there. So I, I actually jotted that one down. So that's funny that you brought that up today. Nice. So <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be reading that. So, um i believe that is it uh that should conclude nerdinity crisis episode 53 please make sure to follow us on twitter at nerdentity pod email us in your questions nerdentity crisis at gmail.com and uh make sure to look out for the twitter poll next week to crown me the winner of our football league that would be awesome and then uh also keep an eye out for patreon june 1st it's coming beer before you know it so yeah we're, we're excited we'll launch that we got a lot of cool perks coming so keep an eye out for that uh all right that wraps it up only one thing left to do justin send us home this is a nice fish big fucking eyes but a nice fucking fish <laughs>